It's time to get educated about everything Bachelor. It's time for the Bachelor Degree. Here are your hosts, Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore. We are good to go. Okay, hello everyone and welcome back to the Bachelor Degree. We are here to set you up for your degree in all things Bachelor Nation. Once again, I'm your host, Jill Morgan, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Maddie Moore. And when she says alongside her co-host, she means it because we are sitting in the same room. Oh my God. Back together. Thank God. And we don't have to worry about interrupting each other and there being like a cutout all the time. It just makes me so happy. Like it's just like for for Jill, Jill is our editor. She does all the editing for this show. It's going to make your life so much easier. So happy. Because the Zoom stuff, like Zoom world, yes we're so grateful for it to have like all of these guests on the show but when it comes to like me and her talking back and forth it's so hard because like I'll cut out sometimes my wi-fi or it'll be like oh like your thought was just cut off like it's just it makes or it we so cut difficult. each other off right, and then right. we're like no you go no you go yeah and then it's like okay fine I'll go and then we both start talking and it's like oh my geez it's the best no, yeah I'm literally virtual world sucks but we're back together we are both back in Ithaca for our final semester, which feels really crazy. Yeah, no, it's been a wild ride. Like February is almost over. I'm internally freaking out. Right. Um, job searching probably is to start soon. Love that. Like what even? Like how do we even do that? <laughs> it's a great question. I Really great question. It's definitely like something I'm constantly thinking about. And I think like this time is just gonna fly by like we literally have march april and may like we graduate may scary i've honestly thought many times of just becoming a professional (laughs) podcaster (laughs) guys let's make this podcast blow up so jill and i can forget about all responsibilities and just do that tell everyone you know to listen we need a thousand downloads um yeah so get us to a thousand downloads please like tell your friends tell your family tell your professors tell your classmates literally tell your pets like tell mm-hmm. anyone you know we anyone. we really appreciate it definitely we <laughs> we need more listeners we need more followers but for everyone that has been following along we're so so grateful all right guys enough about us i know you came here to hear about all things bachelor and we have a lot to talk about for this episode of math season uh, that we just watched the other day we do want to let you know that at the end of our recap we're going to have a special interview with another guest this week and it's damar jackson from tasha's season um, and we're super excited to have someone from tasha's season be on the show he was awesome you guys are going to hear a lot about who he is and um, you know his thoughts on what's going on right now in bachelor nation so we hope you guys enjoy that but for now let's jump in to this week's episode yeah all right should we get into it let's get into it there's a lot happening here oh my god all right give me your initial thoughts I want to (sighs) know initial thoughts are a lot I mean I feel like we are kind of maybe getting somewhere where we like weeded out all of the people that we basically knew he wasn't really having Mm -hmm. much of a relationship with yeah so I was happy about that um we basically like cut the cast in half. I think we started with eight people in the beginning of the episode and now he has his final four. Mm -hmm. So it definitely, um, I thought it was a good episode. I thought, you know, from here on out, hopefully it's just about the love stories and we're done with this drama. And I think kind of Heather was that last straw of like, came in, tried to stir shit up, but he shut it down. Yeah. I was just thinking back, like poor Matt has been put through the freaking ringer this season. And it's crazy because- 
he this is his first time ever being on the show so he doesn't even know like what it's like to be on the other side as a contestant he's just starting as a lead and um he's been dealt so many bad cards it's like first he um had the new women and then he had heather and then he had to deal with all the mean girls it's just like and there's a bunch of other things it's just been non-stop going for him and mm-hmm. i feel like at this point or maybe even like a few weeks ago we should have known who he's been really into but he's just had to deal with other shit and now I don't even know who he likes at this point right I feel like it is literally anyone's race at this point which I know is like probably the worst analogy to use because it's these people's real lives but it really could be anyone like Mm -hmm. I don't really see too much of a front runner I mean I sort of see him maybe gravitating more toward Rachel Mm -hmm. lately yeah um and I I do think he has a really, you know, strong connection with Michelle. I don't think that she's going to be the one at the end, but I don't know. I I think his one-on-one that we'll talk about a little bit later with Serena was kind of telling a little bit of where their relationship might Mm -hmm. be at. Um, But I really still love Brie and I think that they really hit it off on their one-on-one and mesh really well together. Yeah, I feel like he could go no wrong with any of them. Like you said, um the one-on-one with Serena was very strange which we will get into later but yeah I think he's definitely gravitating towards Rachel at this moment um which is interesting with everything going on in Bachelor Nation right now so let's hop into this episode we um start off with Heather Martin's entrance continuing so she comes in interrupts Piper Matt's laughing his freaking ass off Mm -hmm. um Piper goes to the girl or goes to other women tells them that Heather Martin's here and um yeah all hell breaks loose no which rightfully so I mean I would be really upset too if you know my time was interrupted and they were having a deep conversation but he chats with Heather um and it was just like she scares me a little bit. Like, I think she's got, like, some crazy eyes. Like, the way she was looking at him, I was like, oh, I'm scared. Yeah. I just, I don't know. And maybe, like, because I don't know much about her, right. but um, not a fan. Yeah, I feel like there definitely isn't any malicious intent behind what she's trying to do. I mean, I think she genuinely was just trying to see if she had a connection with Matt. Um, So there was an interview that I was listening to. I feel like maybe it was also... Chris Harrison another part of the Chris Harrison interview with Rachel Lindsay and he was saying that Heather was trying to get on the show producers were like no we don't want you to come on the show and she came anyway Mm. and they and people were like oh Chris Harrison you're acting blah blah blah. you knew she was coming but I think they genuinely didn't think she was coming because she flew herself out there like producers didn't fly out there ABC didn't fly out there so interesting yeah that was really interesting to learn about I definitely just felt like, okay, you've known for a while that Matt's going to be The Bachelor. Why did you wait until like very close to the end to show up? Like you could have came in the beginning and, you know, flown yourself out there. I just felt like she waited way too long, which obviously made Matt at the end of the day say like, hey, I I can't keep you around. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for her, it was a lose-lose situation regardless. Um I feel like if anything, if it would have worked out, like Hannah should have set them up together while they were in quarantine. But 
I don't I don't remember the timeline of like when he was called as bachelor but regardless um it didn't work out but I I feel I feel bad for her mm-hmm. with how the other women treated her like they went in on her yeah they they went all in and just because you know they upset them and she was coming in late doesn't give them the right to act as they did I don't know I just thought they were really harsh and um it's it's kind of ironic because a few of the girls that were chiming in were like we can't we have to stop with this bullying meanwhile they're mm-hmm. going at her and I was just like hmm this yeah. is interesting yeah and I mean like Kit was saying something about her being a bitch Serena C said like go cry in an interview like we don't even want to hear it um bachelor hopper yes bachelor <laughs> hopper that one I wrote down too I was like oh my goodness um I wasn't super surprised considering how mean girl everyone has been this season. Um, But they definitely went in on her. And I mean, I think that she probably couldn't have been too surprised that she was going to get that reaction because she came in so late to the game. Yeah, for sure. I think if she did stay, the girls would have been pissed. And it would have been interesting to see if like some of the girls walked off in that moment and I'm glad that Matt stood his ground and kept his word to the other women um I could understand where he was coming from where he's like yeah I trust Hannah Brown's opinion and like if I trust her then I would trust Heather but I think at that very moment like if she came in on the first night it would be a completely different completely different story but Mm -hmm. She didn't, and um, it is what it is, and she was sent back to her minivan driving. Mm-hmm. That was so funny. I was like, oh, my God, she has to drive her own self. But I forgot about it, and I was like, oh, my God, the minivan. I know, like, oh, boy. But needless to say, he got rid of her, and I think it was a good move. Um, so they went right into the rose ceremony after that, um, and I was, like, pretty happy with his decision. Yeah. I felt like it felt... Like, it was the right thing to do. He sent home Chelsea and Serena C. And, I mean, he just, like, you know, in the beginning, he had a decent connection with Chelsea. But I just think it kind of, like, stalled out. Yeah. I think, you know, she never really had a shot. Honestly, that's just my opinion. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He just had stronger connections with far many other people than her. I was very happy to see Serena C leave. I did not like her at all. Her dress was terrible. (laughs) And I was like, bye. (laughs) I just still can't believe she made it to top 10. Like, yeah, I, we never saw them talk. We never saw them have a connection. I was so confused why she was even there in the first place i think she was the you know the person every season that kind of gets shuffled along for a while and then it's like okay like time for you to go so she left and um the only two people in the house at that point that hadn't got a one-on-one was abigail and jesenia so everyone was assuming that this week Abigail and Jasonia would get the one-on-one mm-hmm. dates and then there would be a group date and so the one-on-one date card comes and I was like so excited for Abigail to get same, her moment same and he gave it to Serena P oh it was such a gut punch I know like oh my god and I was even shocked that it was Serena P who got the second one-on-one like I feel like if it was another girl, like even Brie, because it had been so long, Brie got the first one-on-one. I was like, oh, I like Brie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And I like Serena P too, but 
after this one-on-one date, I'm just not feeling I'm her. I'm not feeling her And either. I don't think she's feeling him. No. And I just was like, <laughs> oh my God, this group date, or I mean this one-on-one date, like it was fun. It was spontaneous. It was like, you know, intimate and deep. And like, those are all the things that like you should want and like want to be feeling at mm-hmm. this point in the game. And I think like any other woman on that date would have like eaten that up like they would yeah. be like this is so perfect they did you know yoga and it was like what do they call tantric it yoga. tantric yoga mm-hmm. so it was just like way more intimate and yeah. like they were like holding each other and breathing with each other she wasn't having any of it she was like get me out of here literally and i feel like even if it's not your thing and you were with the person that you love spending time with you would have fun regardless like whatever you're doing even if you're not even talking to one another you should be comfortable with one another enough and that just makes me feel even more like she's just not into him I don't know I mean I just feel like everyone cherishes their time on the show so much because like it's so few and far between that she should have just like been in it and been like listen this is making me super uncomfortable but I'm gonna do it because like I want to do it with him and she just was like hating it she dodged his kiss which was the most (laughs) awkward thing ever I was like oh my god no that was so bad and I think I missed that initially when I was first watching the episode and then when I saw all the TikToks popping up on my feed of this one moment from their Mm one-on-one I was like oh my god I she was gagging in her mouth I was gagging in my mouth it was so bad Matt like honestly well I like I did see it when I was watching and I literally said to the girls I was like did did everyone just see that like oh my like she literally dodged him so bad and he like went in and then she like tried and then she like freaked out and I was like what the hell just happened yeah and I love like after they sort of reconvened after the yoga part and they were sitting down together um he was like so what did you think about it and she was like I you know I didn't like it she was like what did you think and he was like I loved it his eyes just like popped out of his head he was like I freaking loved it I know and I'm like how did you love it when she was acting like that like yeah I I mean maybe obviously we didn't see the whole thing and she was like I'll give it to her she was killing it doing the moves Mm -hmm. like I can't be bending that way like she was like I definitely think she was experiencing yoga but it was just like not her thing like she said like pda is not her thing and i was like girl i can't relate (laughs) (laughs) i love me some good pda but i feel like that's not even pda like no no one was there of one person right so i don't even think that's like a public display of affection i mean it is for millions and millions of people to see cameras but but like you know at that point in at this point in the show like the camera shouldn't even be a factor right like i feel like you should just be so comfortable with him right you're like we're doing this everything fades away yeah Yeah. literally and i'm like okay i get there's like 17 cameras in your face (laughs) but like snap out of it girlfriend and i at that point really thought that he was going to send her home i was like okay he's trying to like weed out the people that at this point like there's just not a connection with but that didn't happen nope it did not happen um yeah I didn't write much down about this one-on-one because I didn't find it that memorable no basically it was just you know their their night portion I definitely think she opened up a little bit more about how she's a slow burner and that she does really have feelings for him and I was like "Mm, I don't know if I'm buying it very much but he seemed to be into it so clearly he's into it if she's getting a hometown exactly so she got the rose and um her family is going to be headed to PA because I'm assuming they're doing it yeah 
there. At Nima Colon. Yeah, at Nima Colon. So she gets the rose and we head into a group date. Or night date. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was like, wait, what's the group date? Okay. I saw on Instagram. So they probably just like edited out the day portion because apparently they were all in a hot tub together. I don't know. I think Brie got like alone time with him. So obviously we weren't privy to that. They didn't include it in the episode. I'm just not here for the fact that ABC is like cutting out whole fucking group dates. Like I don't even care if it's boring. Like I'd rather get more of the group date and focus on the women who are here than like all this heather stuff like right uh, we don't need a recap from last time we know what happened just cat like start where we left off right and give us like i don't know i don't even care about like the banal like boring moments like that stuff i like watching mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah and i i would like to see like more of his actual connections with these women but mm-hmm. it is what it is they didn't show the day portion of the date and yeah. we just got their night cocktail party um and I feel like from literally each and every woman he talked to, like, either a lot was unveiled or, like, just a lot happened. Like, it was a heavy group date. Like, there were a lot of heavy conversations. And Brie came right out of the gate and mm-hmm. was like, um, I resigned from my job to be here for you. Mm-hmm. Um, did she say it was her dream job? She literally said it was her dream job. And I think my like thought uh, as to what has happened what Mm -hmm. happened is that she took a leave of absence or whatever and her work was like yeah fine you can have a month off but if it goes past a month like you're gonna have to resign and she probably was like oh like I won't be on this show for that that long long. I won't make it that long which I think happens to a lot of people yeah for sure and it got to a point where she obviously is now top four and has been on for more than a month so she had to resign and I was like "Mm, that sucks yeah no it does suck and it's also like a lot of pressure on Matt as well because he's like oh shit she resigned from her from her job for me like I feel some sort of responsibility to keep her mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if that didn't happen if he would have kept her I think he would have kept her regardless because I think she's been like top four from the beginning but I don't know it would have been interesting to see if I don't know she stayed or goed because of the situation yeah no definitely but she kind of dropped that bomb on him and then we moved on to another bomb being dropped and that was abigail oh my god that made me so sad so sad it this part kind of like made me a little mad at matt oh me too i was very mad at him. yeah i think that excuse was bs to be honest like like he shouldn't have given her the first impression rose if he like I get she was really open and honest, but you should give your first impression rose to someone who you find like you're really attracted to. And I think if you gave someone your first impression rose, you'd want to see them again on a one on one. So like I didn't get the part where he was like, I thought we built such a strong foundation where I, you know, wanted to spend more time on my other relationships. Bullshit. 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 I call call BS. You completely (laughs) forgot about her and you felt so safe and secure in your relationship with her and that she wasn't going anywhere that you literally, you know, explored other options and then left her in the dust. Like that is some bullshit. Yeah. Like I if if we're privy enough and lucky enough to talk to him I really would love to ask him about that because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of viewers were really disappointed in that like she was someone she became a fan favorite Mm -hmm. and I and even if like she went home after 
the one-on-one date that she was given to like there still would have been that closure for the audience and for him and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been as upset if he didn't give her any shot like I just found that to be completely ridiculous yeah (laughs) and it just it was really sad because like she week after week after week has had such a positive outlook Mm -hmm. she has waited her turn she wasn't like these other girls who were just being nasty and catty and like I need my time I need my time like freaking out about it she was like I'm gonna trust this process I'm gonna keep trying to get my you know one my little time with him during group dates and it just you know obviously didn't work out for her and I just felt so bad for her I feel like she got the short end of the stick she did not get a fair shot and who knows like if he would have had her on a one-on-one earlier in the show Mm -hmm. like maybe their relationship would have been different yeah there's so many other women who got a one-on-one that I like like kit got a one-on-one i was like how 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 did kit get one yeah how does he have more of a connection with kit than abigail and that makes me think that he really never had a connection with abigail to begin with he just thought she was very amazing for opening up and sharing her story like Mm -hmm. not because he was into her so I think he like let her on big time and I'm not here for that. 100%. (laughs) Justice for Abigail. Literally just (laughs) Abigail for Bachelorette is all I have to say because I think she'd be amazing. Yeah. But I digress. She left. He was like, all right, like, yeah, I didn't. He was very um, surprised. I think that that conversation happened. Yeah. And I'm so glad that she brought it up because like she... A, like, he owed that to her, but, Mm -hmm. like, she owed that to herself to be, like, listen, like, you need to tell me where your head's at because, like, I'm not feeling, like, really great. And he, you know, told her and she left during the group date. Um, So maybe we'll see her again in Paradise. Maybe we'll see her on Bachelorette. Please. Please, Bachelorette. Please. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. Her or Katie. I mean, I just want to see more of Abigail because I feel like Katie got, like, I don't know. She had a really good edit. And Abigail was kind of just like left behind. She was after the beginning. She was pretty much left behind. Yeah. And I really just want to see her love story. So for sure. Yeah. So then he had a sit down with Kit, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) which was interesting. Oh, my God. I like don't think I fully realized how young she was. She's like 21. She's my age. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I just... I couldn't imagine like being on the show at this age right now and like this point in my life like we're literally finishing college and that was something that she like said like I want to finish college and I'm like this bitch is still in college <laughs> like what? yeah I mean it's different for like Piper who's in grad school and has finished her undergrad but Kit is like I want to finish school she literally laid out her 10-year plan on yeah. the line she's like probably not gonna have kids till I'm like 25 26 that means he's gonna be 35 36 like I know. it's just yeah it was a whole lot and he still was like yeah I'm into you I'm like uh man I think you're lying to yourself and to us because like she's a child yeah (laughs) and honestly I think she was surprised that he was so receptive to it because I think she was trying to sabotage herself to getting herself sent home 100% because she literally sends herself home like minutes after the group yeah so I was just like okay that was her way of saying like I don't think I'm ready for marriage and kids and he's like (laughs) sounds good to me and she's like okay but no like I gotta go literally (laughs) yeah so yeah that was you know Kit's whole part of the group date at least but before we talk about after the group date Mm -hmm. her basically you know ending it with him yeah um his time with Rachel was interesting 
Yeah. I didn't write much down. It was so weird for me to watch her on my screen after everything that has happened this 100%. week. I just felt like uncomfy. So uncomfy. And I yeah. think I think that's why I, I said it was interesting because it's like we're sitting there obviously with all of the knowledge that we have mm-hmm. and watching her and him be really, really into her. Um, yeah. And then like talking about her hometown and her parents. And I was like, oh, like obviously there have been so many allegations mm-hmm. against her parents and about them being racist as well as her. And so it just like felt very uncomfy. Yeah. And he's just really into her and had this like gave her the group date role mm-hmm. rose and then had this nice surprise for her. Yeah. And I'm so shocked. Well, they got Aloe Black on the freaking Bachelor. I feel like they spent so much money on the singers this season because they didn't have a huge budget for the dates. Probably. So they were like, we can splurge on our talent for the show. To be honest, I had no idea who he was, but <laughs> it's fine. He has the song like Wake Me Up with Avicii. Yes. That's what the girls were saying. Yeah. And I was like, mm, still don't know him. It's okay. Really he's not that him. he's not super big, but yeah, he, it was, he has a nice voice and um, good for her, I guess. Yeah. Still I was weird. like, damn, she really be getting that extra time and he yeah. don't even know like all yeah. this shit. So weird. But yeah. that was a group date. And like we said, Kit shows up to his place after the group date and sends herself home yeah i just was laughing at his multicolored couch did you see that <laughs> no <laughs> it was like five different colors i was like boy what is this oh my god she honestly looked mad when he opened the door yes i said oh kit is pissed yeah she looks pissed she was so and i was like "Ooh, like yeah. what happened seriously i'm like did something happen that we didn't know about but she ends up sending herself home she's like look i don't i don't think i'm ready mm-hmm. and he was like girl i was ready for your 10-year plan but she's not <laughs> i know and it was kind of funny because he was like still when she was saying no he was kind of like oh like i but feel I want like you to stay yeah and then she was like i'm unwavering in this and i was like <laughs> oh she really needs to go like she needs to leave yeah. she's ready to get out of here like let her go yeah i i i don't know i i can't tell if he's like sad that she left or like I don't know. I can't, I can't tell. I don't can't either grasp because, the read on him. Like, I literally just feel like he looks like her dad. Like, she's so young <laughs> that I'm like, I can't wrap my head around them having romantic feelings for each mm-hmm. other. But also, like, the whole time she was on the show, I never felt like she was fully in it. Like, yeah. I felt like she was just kind of here, like, for the clout. Oh, for sure. So, I wasn't surprised. Me either. <laughs> Did you see the way he walked her out? The way oh, like you want to be I walked I got Jill, I literally started screaming. I was like, y'all, this is why I need a tall-ass man. Because he's walking her out like that. And they were like, something's wrong with you. And I was like, I don't care. Six, four or above. I thought he was going <laughs> to literally topple over her. I was dying. Like just the way that he can literally wrap his arms around and her and walk, walk with behind her. her. Yeah. I was like, only tall men can do that. Literally. Damn. <laughs> I was thinking about you the whole time the when whole I saw time. that. Yeah. I literally was screaming. It I'm was like, so funny. Matt James. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a Matt James. <laughs> but yes, I loved that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Alrighty, well, so much for Kit. We'll see you in paradise, yeah. Kit. Farewell for now. Or like on the runway or something. Yeah, like whatever. Yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah. She'll be fine. <laughs> so then we have our last date of the episode, which was the one-on-one date with Jasenia. Yeah. Uh, feel like Abigail should have got that one-on-one, mm-hmm. but it's fine. It's fine. Um, Not kind really, but... of knew that like 
okay, he's going to take her on this one-on-one, realize he has no feelings for her and send her home. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. They go drifting. I don't see a connection between them at all. But the drifting was cool. Yeah. The drifting was cool. I would have loved that. I love any type of adrenaline rush. Like that would have been really, really fun. I would love to be whipping it behind the (laughs) wheel, but yeah, not much happened during the day portion, but during the night portion- Did I miss something? Yes. The one she was like, I've always wanted to be like made out with on the car. And she like picked her up and like literally dropped her (laughs) on the car and like it like hurt her. I was like, oh my God. Poor girl. She's so tiny. I know. And I was like, this just looks like another like kit situation where she looks like a child. And she's so much older than Kit. I think she's like 28 or 27. It was so awkward. I'm like, when you have to be asked to like make like have someone make out with you. Yeah. And like she'd be natural throw you against the car like that's supposed to be hot and steamy and it was awkward as fuck yeah no so weird um yeah just the whole date was just very strange and she said to him that she was falling for him and you could immediately tell that he did not feel the same whatsoever and i was like how are you falling for him like no you're not you're lying (laughs) because you're trying to stay yeah no i I liked Jasenia when there was that like whole MJ Jasenia situation. And then I feel like now I'm like, eh, like she's fine. I just didn't ever see a real connection no, with them. So I was very ready for her to go. I feel like she could have gone weeks ago and I would have been fine. Yeah. But she gets sent home during the um, night portion of the evening, which like was so pretty and romantic, their setup. Oh my God. And it was just like so awkward. Love. You could totally tell he was very disinterested in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And he, Matt definitely like wears his feelings on his face, I feel like. Yeah. Like I could immediately tell like, okay, he is not into this. He has no poker face. Exactly. None. And he did that with Abigail too. You could tell when he was talking with Abigail, he was super disinterested in what she was having to say. Yeah. So... He sends her home, um, which was kind of crazy that we got rid of Abigail, Kit, and Jasenia before the rose ceremony. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were dropping like flies Mm -hmm. so quickly. Um, Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Not surprised about Jasenia. We'll see her in paradise, too, possibly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think the people I was, like, most sad about is just that, um, obviously, Abigail got sent home, but then... Piper is the one during the rose ceremony um, that gets sent home. Her dress was beautiful. Oh my god, they all looked really good. So good. I loved her dress for sure. She she is really good style. Like even her mm-hmm. group date dress, the little short pink off the sleeve. I love that too. So yeah, she definitely has really good style. Mm-hmm. Um, but she gets sent home and she did not have a very nice goodbye she didn't even say anything she was pissed like oh my god she was so mad did not say anything literally jumped into the car without saying anything and i feel like when you're top five they usually have like a sit down conversation yeah there's like a bench outside yeah they like sit on there's always a bench bench talk like always um yeah it just it was so weird i think because when they had their one-on-one she had said that it's very hard for her to open up verbally and Mm -hmm. that like love was never communicated to her verbally as a child Mm -hmm. so i think she is the type of person who like has her walls up all the time and she finally let them down Mm -hmm. and then to be like kind of backstabbed like that i think she was just like i don't have any words for you Mm -hmm. and like i don't want to do this whole like oh i wish you the best because right now i'm like really pissed at you yeah so fair but also like the heather situation too like she was the one that got interrupted so i feel like that was kind of the last straw for Mm -hmm. her at that point and she was done yeah 
So we have our final four. We got Serena P, Rachel, Brie, and Michelle. Yeah. And hometowns are next week. So oh, my Lord. I I can't wait for hometowns. I feel like I am very, very ready to see more from these girls. I feel like we haven't heard much from Brie in yeah. a while. Um, Serena, obviously, we just had that one-on-one with, but Rachel, we haven't heard that much from. And also Michelle, I feel like, has been yeah. radio silence since her one-on-one. Honestly. Like, it, it's been a weird season. It has been. Very so. weird. Yeah, and... I'm so excited for hometowns because looking at the previews, it seems like all the parents are very skeptical. Mm -hmm. All of them. Usually there's like one or two sets of parents that are like, "Mm, I don't, I'm so confused why you're here and like how you could fall in love this quickly. But it seems like all four are just very Mm -hmm. anti bachelor process yeah for sure. It's going to be really interesting um, to see and kind of just watch his relationships develop with these women. Um, something super funny, though, that I wanted to mention at mm-hmm. the end of the episode was they showed like a little clip from them toasting. Oh, yeah. And Michelle literally did push-ups. <laughs> I was like, it was yes, girl. so good. She's she's a boss. She is also like just so muscular. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, Can get I that pump in, girl. Yeah. yeah. She she was killing it. So yeah. she did some push-ups before. She's like, got to get ready for the cameras. <laughs> so good. Yeah super funny Alrighty, bachelor news time y'all we have a lot of bachelor news yeah before we play for you the interview with damar yeah yeah for sure all right so we'll we'll go over some happy news that's happening right now leslie murphy from sean lowe season just gave birth to her baby girl nora blanche cavanaugh I think that's how you say it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I would go with Blanche. Yeah. Um, she's so cute. Mm-hmm. Leslie, I love Leslie. I, I love followed her. her for a while. Same. Um, and she's like a travel blogger and she is married to the Australian. I think man? she's engaged. Engaged. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Um, but they just had, <laughs> I don't know his name. He's Australian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their little baby girl, Nora. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, in other happy news, Nick Vile officially, did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Vile, 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 Vile Files, Vile. <laughs> Nick, he officially confirmed his relationship um, on Instagram. What's her name? Do you know her name? Oh my God. We talked it, about it her last time. I know she's super young. I, I think she's 22. Oh my goodness. How old is he? 36. Oh 37. Boy. That doesn't surprise me. That's like a Scott Disick situation. And I get Scott Disick vibe. <laughs> um, yeah. So we did talk about this on last week's episode that he had like posted stuff about her, but he confirmed their relationship on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll see what happens with them. Mm -hmm. In other news, Tyler Cameron has been spotted in the city multiple times now with model Camila Kendra. And Mm -hmm. they've been holding hands, walking all over the city. I saw a TikTok of them in a hotel. So um, She's gorgeous. Yeah, she's beautiful. I immediately looked her up when I saw this, (laughs) and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, So yeah, he has been strutting around the city with her. Nothing's confirmed, but... But maybe they're just hanging out. Yeah. Who knows? Casually dating. We'll a little see. model, you know, couple. Romance. <laughs> little model romance. Yeah. <laughs> but in other news of people being spotted together, we have Claire and Dale. Oh, my God. Back in Venice, Florida. I don't know what they're doing, um, but Reality Steve posted some pictures of it on his Instagram yeah. um, the other day. If you haven't seen them, 
go check them out. There's, I think there's a, one photo of them holding hands. So, um, yeah, very strange. I thought they had like a tumultuous breakup. Like it wasn't, um, mutual. Mm -hmm. So I was really shocked when I saw this and, Mm -hmm. um, very confused. Yeah. Like we need more answers. Reality Steve, get on it. Like we Mm -hmm. need to figure out what's going on. Literally. Um, because that relationship may not be over. So, so strange. We'll see what happens, Um, but we also wanted to talk a little bit more about what we addressed on last week's episode with the conversation Chris Harrison had with Rachel Lindsay about um, current contestant Rachel Kirkenell and um, racist actions that she has done in the past. Um, This has continued um, to progress throughout the week, so we wanted to give you guys a little bit of an update on where things stand currently who has spoken out a lot of statements have been made you know joint statements by cast members so let's jump into it yeah so immediately like that day I think after we finished recording last week Rachel Kirkenell came out with a statement um and should I pull it up or no I mean it was pretty long I feel like you know it's we can sum it up for you guys in the sense that she apologized for you know her actions in the past yeah she wasn't defensive at all no she was not defensive um she admitted where she was wrong and said that she is actively trying to work to um better herself and wasn't really asking for immediate forgiveness from anyone but just Mm -hmm. telling people that like i hear you i see you and i'm trying to be better yeah um you know, it it is what it is. I think that a lot of people have different feelings about it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's good that she released a statement. I think she should have released one weeks ago. Right. Um, and this is something you're going to hear us talk about as well in our interview with Damar. Um, we were really grateful to him for speaking about this and being so open and candid as a person of color in this franchise. Um, so, you know, we'll definitely talk more about it during that um but that's basically her you know a summary of her statement yeah and then chris harrison made a second statement and said that he will be quote stepping aside for a period of time and will not join for at the after the final rose special Mm -hmm. and um he there's a really he made a really big statement so if you haven't seen that it's on his Instagram but yeah I think the biggest thing to come out of that was that he's stepping aside for a period of time Mm -hmm. um do you think this was a good decision see I I don't know I don't I'm not sure how I feel about it because I I want to know if it was something that was his decision or mm-hmm. if it was abc's right. decision like was it him saying listen i feel like i need to take a step aside and you know have someone else host it i almost see it as a cop-out mm-hmm. and i i almost see it as him you know obviously getting all of this backlash in this heat and instead of stepping up and saying like I admit where I'm wrong, which I know he did in his statement. Right. But it, it's, you know, kind of like the whole cancel culture that DeMar talks about in the interview that you guys mm-hmm. are going to hear is that I don't think that he should just be canceled. I think this conversation needs to continue and it needs to continue with white people in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's very important to continue having these conversations with white people in other white spaces as well as in spaces with people of color yeah 
I think it is very important though for Chris to kind of still have these conversations and like do it in an open way and I think it would continue that conversation in the bachelor world instead of just like kind of like shying away from it almost yeah it's interesting because I feel like from what I've been seeing across social media there's like two ends of the spectrum there's one side where people are like fire Chris Harrison like Mm -hmm. we don't want to hear from him anymore we don't want to see him on our screens anymore which is totally like understandable yeah understandable um and then you have the other side where people are almost like wanting to see him host the AFR because they want him to like you said continue having these conversations and sort of like face the women from the season specifically you know talking about it with the women of color from the season Mm -hmm. which I think would be like a really like you said an important conversation to have because we shouldn't be you know taking five steps forward and then three steps back it should Mm -hmm. just be like a continual push forward and I don't know it's it's a very difficult thing like Mm -hmm. what what is the right decision and that's a thing you know obviously everyone is going to have their own opinions as to what should happen and and I I don't know we'll have to see how it plays out but I don't know if it was the right move or not. And and maybe it was something that he wanted to do and he felt was right. And maybe it was something ABC wanted him to do. Yeah. Um, regardless of the situation, I hope that whoever fills in for him during After the Final Rose is someone who is going to speak about this and do the conversation justice. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see Rachel Lindsay come on. I'm not sure if she would want to. Yeah. Um, I think maybe it being hosted, like co-hosted with two people people may be interesting yeah um but I I don't know what this means for Chris Harrison and I'm not sure if this will be the end of his era on The Bachelor um or maybe it's just a temporary thing and he comes back next season I don't know yeah I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more about it in the weeks to come and even when the show finishes out this season um Rachel Lindsay is also another person that uh spoke out about this because she's one of the people like highly involved in the situation um she said that she will not be renewing her contract uh her bachelor contract she said on her higher learning podcast with van lathan quote i'm contractually bound in some ways but when it's up i am too i can't do it anymore i didn't know that she still had a contract with the bachelor neither but i guess it makes sense because she is a host on extra so that might be through her contract with abc i also maybe because she's doing that bachelor happy hour podcast with becca that might be also in her contract i don't know these are just yeah thoughts but yeah i i'm i'm sad about this like i think she's done so much for this franchise Mm -hmm. and she's made like them push leaps and bounds and I would be sad to see her go but you know I totally understand where she's coming from she's done so much for like the people of color in the bachelor community Mm -hmm. and I totally understand where she's coming from that she's like sick and tired of having to have these conversations when we should already be like moving forward so yeah and I mean like you said I do think she really set this show on the right trajectory of continuing to have more representation on this show and having these you know difficult conversations that are needed Mm -hmm. um 
I don't blame her for wanting to be done with her contract with The Bachelor and moving forward for herself um, and putting herself first. But yeah, it's definitely kind of, uh, I'm sure, a bittersweet thing for her, you know. Um, But aside from Rachel and Chris making statements and, you know, Rachel Kirkenell, we also got a statement, uh, a joint statement from the women of Matt's season and probably hours later i don't know if it was yeah. a full day later i think it was this might have been the same it might have been the same day yeah. we got another joint statement from the men of tasha season yeah um i don't know if you want to like read what they said yeah, or I kind can... of summarize what the statement said yeah basically they the men from tasha season said as members of season 16 of the bachelorette it is important that we acknowledge where we stand at this time we had the opportunity to be a part of one of the most diverse casts in the history of the franchise the addition of more people who identify as bipoc has opened up the conversation on race community and who we are as people a conversation that has been long overdue and i think the most important part that they mention is we stand united in denouncing racist behavior and any defense thereof we also stand united with the women of season 25 of the bachelor who have denounced the same moreover we stand united with rachel Lindsay, who has led the way mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so the women of matt season um released a very similar statement um which I think almost every single person, if not every single person of the season, posted on their Instagram feeds or their stories. Um, And it was kind of interesting, too, because after Rachel Kirkinell put her statement up on her Instagram feed, she also reposted the joint statement by the women of her season. I didn't realize that. Which I thought, yeah, she did that. And I thought it was kind of interesting because it was, you know obviously she's the one they're talking about right. like we denounce actions of racism right. and it's it's about her her actions of racism and she like reposted it yeah i'd be interested to know if she's spoken to any of the women for, i'm sure she has but mm-hmm. um you know or if women have like reached out to her from right. other seasons to talk about this i am just very ready for her to be able to like publicly speak on this yeah um which i I don't know how the contracts work um, Mm -hmm. and that's something we do talk to Damar about. Yeah. But I'm very ready for like this season to obviously I'm excited to see what happens but like I'm excited to see what you know conversations come of this and what Rachel has to say for herself. Yeah for sure. And yeah also Matt James made a more informal statement. It wasn't on his feed but he did post on his story he reposted a um feed post from rachel Lindsay and wrote the caption i am beyond grateful to have rachel as a member during this or as a mentor sorry during the season your advocacy of bipoc people in the franchise is invaluable i stand with you and the rest of the women advocating for change and accountability so i think a lot of people are wanting a more formal statement or for him to publicly speak on this but this also makes me wonder if he ends up with rachel at the end i know because i just there is something that makes me think it's gonna be her mm-hmm. and I don't know how it's going to play out if it is like he might not be with her anymore or maybe they're working through it together and that's why she hasn't said much and he hasn't said much. I don't know, but I would not be surprised at the end of this if he ends up with Rachel. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to have to see what happens. I mean, we got what, two weeks? Four more weeks, I think. Four more weeks, really? Yeah, Hometown's Fantasy 
um, Women Tell All. Women Tell All final. Maybe that's split into two episodes and then an AFR. So who knows? It's like between three and five more episodes. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, especially because it's similar to the Becca Kufrin Garrett situation when like they were together obviously we didn't know they were together at that time but a lot of posts were coming out from Garrett's feed of him liking very racist and insensitive comments on Instagram and um, supporting I think Blue Lives Matter and we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, definitely. So with that being said, we are now going to play for you guys our interview with Damar Jackson. Uh, we're so excited that we had someone from Tasha's season be on our show. And he had some really awesome things to say, just learning more about him and who he is as a person and also some behind the scenes from his time on the show, as well as addressing what's going on right now in Bachelor Nation. So we hope you guys enjoy. We are so happy to have another special guest this week. He was on Tasha's season of The Bachelorette, best known for his song Mocha Latte, and is currently a spin instructor. <laughs> Please welcome to The Bachelor Degree, Damar Jackson. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> All right, so since we are a college podcast, we would love, mm-hmm. love to ask people about their college experiences, and we know that you went to two huge schools, Arizona State and Clemson, for your degrees. Mm-hmm. So what did you go to school for, and do you have any interesting or funny college dating stories? Oh, okay, shoot. So, <laughs> yeah, said, stories. So I went to school originally um, in Arizona State for my undergrad. I was studying exercise and wellness with a minor in business. And then there, that's kind of where I found my, my love and passion for fitness. And that's kind of where I'm at today with the whole uh, spin instructor. I'm the program director at a spin studio called The Madison. But anyway, so at my undergrad, that was where I uh, kind of uh, thought about everything regarding like, you know, what does your body do for the environment? What does the environment do to your body? How you learn about your muscles, your tissue, your bones, your diet, all that fun stuff. And then fast forward to Clemson, I went there for grad school. Um, I was actually the um, graduate assistant for fitness and wellness. So I actually luckily got my grad schooling for free, which I was thankful oh, for. Oh, yeah. Bless yeah. For that. Love that. Yeah, and then for, uh, <laughs> for my, um, my grad school degree, I was studying the uh, community recreation. So with an emphasis in gender issues and group exercise. So my studies for those two years when I was there was trying to uncover why you see more you know, females participate in group fitness classes other than males. And like, why do males kind of stray away from the group fitness aspect of their, um, you know, other fitness journey? And why do you see more of them in like a gym or maybe like working out by themselves and not working out with a group of people? That's so interesting. Yeah, I've never even is. thought about I that. Because <laughs> like it is more like group fitness is definitely like dominated by females. I yeah. Like. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so, I mean, but, but the thing about that, though, it comes down to an education standpoint. Um, within my studies, it just turned out to be that women see fitness as like an educational standpoint. So you would probably look and research all these different things that's going to benefit you and your body and your people around you. And on top of that, you seek fitness as more of like a social aspect. So you might go to a class and bring friends. 
And then on top of that, you know, it's things that you like to do that's built into your habits. Whereas guys, pride takes an effect. We don't want to be told what to do. We're more stubborn. So all these things kind of kind of limit us growing wise when it comes down to our fitness. The only format that I researched that had more along the lines of like an even ratio with guys and girls alike were going to be uh, yoga. If you're going to take yoga class, that's going to be the only format that I've saw that you're going to have closer to 50-50 than anything else. That's interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. <laughs> Sounds like super, super cool stuff that you were researching. For yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. If you ever like Google my name, it's like Damar Jackson, gender issues, and it'll probably pop up in Clemson. And then you can like read my whole entire 50 page, you know, thesis. It's All right. Amazing. We'll, we'll do that after we'll the call. We'll definitely look into it. I like love research and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to be put to sleep, yeah, read it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so what about like just obviously when you were at those two schools mm-hmm. any interesting or funny dating stories oh yeah 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 so let's see dating stories dating stories or just like um, anything funny we love to do something about okay. funny <laughs> okay yeah so when I was at Arizona State so at this time I think almost any time we're considered like a giant party school right and so at Arizona State I believe that we probably put on one of the biggest parties in my four years of being there. So my senior year of college, um, it was Halloween, so Halloween is going to be pretty festive and everything. Um, All of my close friends all played football. I was the only one that didn't play football for for ASU. All my friends, my roommates, they all played. So, and I had close friends. I went to University of Oregon, and we were playing Oregon that year for um, Halloween weekend. Um, One of my good friends as well, he was a receiver. For University of Oregon. Long story short, their coach at the time, I guess, had a rule saying, hey, whatever city we go to, if you want to stay in that city for the rest of the weekend, you can. You have to have your own flight back. So over half the team stayed in Tempe, Arizona, which is where Arizona State is. And they stayed in town for Halloween because you want to go to Oregon for Halloween. You can go to you know, Arizona <laughs> State. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, a couple of those guys stayed at my house as well. So it was like a house full of like our guys, their guys, whatever. And we're planning this this big party. But we didn't anticipate how big the party was going to be until I'd say the night of the party. We had like these giant speakers and everything. We're like, okay, like we're going to probably expect like, you know, to be realistic, maybe like 100 people at our house. Like it's going to be crowded, but it's not going to be anything crazy. We were wrong. It got to the point that the street was just blocked off full of cars. You had... Oregon's cheerleaders, Oregon's football players, our football players, our cheerleaders, our softball players, any other sport that was there, sororities, fraternities, everybody was at our house. Our house is not big. Our house was like <laughs> a one-story, four-bedroom, nice backyard, though, but it wasn't a big house by any means. People are on the roof. People are running up and down the street. It's, it's chaotic. We did not get shut down till about one in the morning, only because the police said, and they knocked on our door, we physically could not get to your house. That's why it took us so long to get here. People kept calling, but it was so backed up for streets that we had to walk. We had to park our car and walk to the house that made the most noise. <laughs> and then once they got there, we got shut down, obviously. Um, the ticket, I, it wasn't horrible. Considering what we did, it was $500. I'm like, you know, what could have been a lot worse. Because, like, some people that were there were over t- t- 21 still. So it wasn't that bad who entered the door at arm 21. But um, overall, that was probably my most cherished college experience story was throwing the biggest Halloween weekend party that, you know, Arizona State ever saw. 
That's awesome. That's so funny. Definitely, we go to Ithaca College. It's a very smaller school compared to the yeah. state school. So yeah. I haven't been to any of that size of parties. No way. Sure. No way. <laughs> where, do you, where do you guys go again? Like what school you guys are currently in? Ithaca College. It's in upstate New York. It's right near Cornell University. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're tiny, but very we, small. We always say, oh, Cornell. Tiny, but my, yeah, it's all good. No worries. I agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so before you obviously went on the show on um, in, in mm-hmm. after college, you know, what were you up to? What was going on in your life? Oh yeah. So before the show, before COVID, all these things. Um uh, honestly. Honestly, I was just working a lot. I, I still am. I still am because so since I was the program director at our spin studio, basically on average, I'm up anywhere between 4.30 in the morning and 6 in the morning on an average day. Mm-hmm. So two, three times a week, 4.30, another two, three times a week, it might be like six or so. And mm-hmm. then I'm up early before the sun even thinks about cracking open a coffee. <laughs> and then I get, I get to the spin studio, um, open it up for everybody. Um, I work behind the scenes as well. I might teach 10, 12 times a week. On top of that, um, we have three locations out here in Arizona. So I'm going always back and forth between between my location in Scottsdale. There's a location in Tempe right near ASU. And there's a location in uh, Phoenix, like downtown Phoenix area. So that's what my life was involved around, kind of going between all three locations, making sure everybody's good, making sure we have what we need. Um, that's kind of what it was. And then hanging out with friends, going down to Old Town, Scottsdale, you guys are Arizona. If yeah. you have not, I was in going to Old Town Scottsdale. It's always a great time. Uh, and that was about it. I lived a very, very boring life that you think it is. It's, it's fun to teach classes, but it wasn't much more than that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to go back to Arizona. I went to um, Sedona and it was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely on my radar to go back. <laughs> um, yeah, Sedona was beautiful for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's really pretty. So why did you decide to go on the show? And did you apply or did um, producers like scout you out? Um, neither, actually. I was actually nominated. Oh, I was okay. actually nominated. So, so this kind of goes back to what I was saying in the very, very, very beginning. A lot more women come to my class because it's group fitness classes, you know, than, than, than men do. So on an average day at the time, I was getting on average in like a 50-person class, I might get four to three guys. <laughs> all the rest of the girls, right? So when, but with that, though, I, I made friends with a lot of those women that was coming to my class. And on top of that, a lot of those those women that came to my class were big Bachelor fans. So two of the ones that came to my class very consistently nominated me to be on the show. And this process started October of 2019. Oh, wow. So it was going on for a, li- yeah, for a little while now. So once um, they nominated me, I got a call one day. Uh, from one of the uh, casting producers in um, in LA, and then went back and forth for a little while. Paperwork, more paperwork, video interviews, video this, this and that. Then I started to do the in person interviews in LA a couple of times, and then made it all the way through, which was nice. And then here I am. Here you are. <laughs> wow. wow. So it was a process. It was a process. Yeah. yeah. I, it always sounds like it. I feel like we've, we've asked a lot of people we've had on like the process of all of those interviews and it just seems so intense. Oh, it is. It is. But on top of that, like I think some of my season is so unique because COVID hit us right where we were about to start the first time back in March. Mm-hmm. So 
if you guys remember, the original cast is going to be different than the cast that was casted for the restart of it all. And mm -hmm. so they probably took maybe like a third of us from the original cast to put us on the new cast. So I know I talked to guys like Chasen from this past season with me and his process, his journey to get there took maybe less than a month, weeks of that, you know, to get them all going and tested and ready to go. Whereas me, it was like a six to eight month thing just because COVID hit us right in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's really Yeah, it depends what timing you're going for. And it depends on like what you have going on in your life. If you don't mind the extra stress on, on your life with waiting, <laughs> that's right. the, the, the stressful part was just waiting and seeing when your name is going to be called. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, talking about your time on the show, is there like a favorite date that stands out to you um, that you went on? Yeah, so it's funny. My most favorite date that I went on was one that nobody even saw what I even did. And what <laughs> okay. I because it didn't show it. So the I think it was it might have been my last group date. And it was the one where we had to make like a sculpture, paint, draw, and everything. Yeah. You guys remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually very big into painting and drawing. Like I'm self-taught, but I'm not anything crazy. But yeah. out of any of the guys, because like when the episode came out. And it was like, we're blindfolded, we had to make a sculpture. We had to paint the, 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 the naked couple and draw them with like charcoal. Yeah. And then we also had a self-portrait. Self a lot of the guys were texting me. They were like, they didn't show any, any of your pieces. And I'm like, I know, I was so upset because my things actually were very nice. So to kind of put things in perspective, I actually painted this behind me. I was about to ask you, did you paint what's behind you right now? <laughs> I mean, even though it's something like small and minor, but like I painted that. And so like when it came down to the self-portrait, I made the face of an elephant with a tusk. So I basically drew it in pencil from, from memory, drew it in pencil, went over it in Sharpie. And then I had like paint and I painted the outside edges, charcoal for the skin to make it like, like you know, it's like a grayish texture. Um, painted the tusk like a light blue kind of thing. And then I wrote the words IMA all the way around the IMA, IMA, all the way around the, uh, the borders of the canvas. And then um, I had time. So I finished first, like around the first people to get finished my whole entire piece. I wrote a whole poem, memorized the poem, said the poem as well. So I did all that, had a poem, and then that's what I presented and it didn't show any of it. Oh my, <laughs> my goodness. Did Tasha like it? Yeah, she said she loved it. The thing about that one that like, you can tell it was tugging at her heart because a lot of guys had great stories and great moments. And if you guys recall that episode, it was a very emotionally driven group date. She didn't expect or neither did us that we would take it that deep. And mm -hmm. so she couldn't choose. So like it was supposed to be the winner of this group date you know, gets to have like more one-on-one -on -one time. Everybody put their all out there into that group date. Like everybody said like their deepest, darkest stories. And mm -hmm. so she's like, I can't, I can't choose just one person. Like there's no way. So let's just have a bigger um, celebration in the end. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, she, she loved, she loved everybody's because everybody did a great job though. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. I remember that group date. And yeah. Like everything was so, so good. Yeah. It was definitely one of my favorite group dates because I feel like we never get to truly see the vulnerability from the men. And mm -hmm. I think that's also like props to Tasha to like giving you guys the space to be so open and vulnerable. And I, I really enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite group dates for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
it was, it was a great one. I mean, besides oh. that, I'd say mocha latte. That was always a fun yeah, one too. Yeah, of course. I love that. I have zero music ability. I just went in there and said, you know what? I'm about to see what I got. And I always hold this over Ivan because me and him are pretty good friends now. I always hold this over him. I'm like, you know, I should have won that group. Today. He's all like, yeah, I know, but you know how it is. <laughs> and it was fun because I was the only one, like me, Zach, and Blake were the only ones that listened to the rules. The rules were come like grab an instrument, create a song, mm-hmm. and then perform it together. You have one hour. We <laughs> grabbed the instrument, no one else did. Everybody just went in and just had like a poem. And I'm like, that's that's not it. That's not it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, exactly. So speaking of things that weren't shown, do you have any favorite behind the scenes memories that we weren't able to see on air? Ooh. Um, I think some of my favorite things that we did on the day-to-day thing. Actually, there's two things. The first one that was shown sorry, that was not shown, that I feel like would have been very funny. So Chasen, he's like a really great swimmer. Like he went to high school, college, everything for swimming. Like he's he, he's easily the best swimmer in the house. He's a swimmer. <laughs> so him and, him and Joe raced, because Joe swam in high school as well. But like, you know, Joe was probably the second best swimmer. Chasen Clear is the first one. So they had, they had like a little race, that was good. Then, um, this is like early on in the time being there. So they had like a relay race. I think it was Chasen, Garen, Joe, and maybe Jason. I want to say that those were the teams. Like it was two on two. So then Chasen and uh, Garen and then Jason and... and, and, uh, and- <laughs> I saw all, all these names trying to get all these together. It sounds so similar. <laughs> yeah, right. Chasing Jason, Joe, Garen. All right. So, like, actually, basically, the race starts. Um, Garen, by the way, a horrible swimmer. The only person that can rival him at swimming as bad as him would be myself. <laughs> but, but, so, like, the race takes off. Joe and Chasing are going pretty good, but Chasing got him. They come back. It's probably neck and neck, but Chasing clearly has a lead. At this moment in time, I'm like, okay, cool, it's an even race. Let's see what happens between Jason and uh and Garen. All of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Garen's basically walking. He he, he cannot swim. <laughs> but that was a funny one. Besides that, um, myself, um, Ivan, Jordan, C, and Riley, we always play cards every day we got a chance. That was like our winding down period because you had like you're in front of the cameras all the time and being interviewed and everything. So our downtime, we always spent, you know, just playing cards. So, and you guys can never see that side of us because it, you know, it wasn't on TV or everything, but yeah. we always hung out, played cards, sat by the pool, you know, joked and did relay races and that kind of stuff. Love a good card game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I, I wish we could see all of that behind the scenes stuff because. Oh yeah. It's like, it's fun. if you guys want uh, the end of Matt James's episode on Monday, you yeah. can watch that. Yeah. So did you guys watch how like Michelle did push-ups and everything? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that that that's a thing. Everybody did your pre-put pick push-ups. Everybody <laughs> getting getting big, and it was always funny that that's that's legit. We always everybody's always doing push-ups around the house. Everybody. Funny. <laughs> Gotta look good for the cameras. So. <laughs> Yeah. And in terms of obviously your season was so unique and what was it like finding out that Claire was leaving and that you guys were getting a new bachelorette, which was Tasha? Like how, how was that experience? Wow. Um, so I guess 
to tie into all that, that was probably the most unique thing I've ever been a part of only because you went from a time period where all of our gears were focused towards Claire and focused towards getting to know her. We were hearing so much about her and leading up to this moment, we were prepping our minds, our psyche, we were going to tell our family, like, like we, we, we knew who Claire was about and the moment that we kind of was feeling a sense of she might not or so she might like, you know, be pulling out and like we're kind of getting that gist that, you know, she might go the, the, the Dale route. And we understood that. We get it. If you, if you know who you, who you, who you want to be with, be with them. That's fine. Yeah. But then that like that like break in between, it was kind of almost like a big lull. And then all of a sudden, boom, Tasha comes in at that moment. Having Tasha part of the um, our season and I guess us being on her season, that's kind of what made things feel like it came full circle for a lot of guys. So like, okay, cool, we're not we're not done yet. We're not we're not going to quit. We're not going to be sent home automatically. There's more that's left to this to this journey that we can kind of like uncover. And we just want a fair shot. And as long as we get that fair shot, that's fine. Even to, to, to today, I'm I'm still cool with Claire. I'm still cool with Tasha, and I feel like it worked out for how it was supposed to work out between. Um, you know, Tasha and Zach, and I'm I'm assuming Claire and, and Dale, whatever they're, they're they're going on right now. So who knows? Yeah, <laughs> who yeah. knows what's happening there? <laughs> yeah, we just saw those photos the other day as well. So yeah, I, I think. Like, All right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So going back to your infamous song, any plans to release Mocha Latte on Spotify? <laughs> oh, I can find like a little studio to set up because yeah. like the thing about that song though, guys. Like they only show like a small snippet of that song. So like the song had like the chorus, a verse, chorus, a verse, and another chorus. They only show like the chorus and like maybe like one or two lines, like about John Paul Jones, maybe. But I had like way, I had way more lines about about other things too. But if I was to ever record the full song, I need somebody first and foremost who knows how to play the guitar to play it with. I'm no longer playing the guitar. That's perfectly fine. I need somebody out there. I need a volunteer who can hit the right chords for me. After that, I need like some kind of mic, you know? Mm-hmm. I, need, I need the whole entire, I need to be like in the zone, like so I can vibe out. Like, <laughs> I need all that to happen yeah. for me to sound relatively okay. Cause when I was uh, in the moment, I was like, you know what? It doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. Back, I sounded horrible. I sounded horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. if I can uh, ever get those things to happen, then I would love to record an official song one day. <laughs> There's always auto tune. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, even one of our listeners. Auto tune, manual tune. I need yeah. a tune. Yeah. I'm gonna need all that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe one of our listeners has a studio or something. They yeah. Can hook you up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell them to to DM me, uh, email me. My email to my Instagram as well. We can all right. Them. We'll, we'll let them know for sure. So in speaking of, you know, Claire and Dale just a minute ago, I feel like it was very obvious to viewers that like, you know, they had a good thing going and they were into each other. Was it that obvious to you guys being in the house? Ooh, um, yeah, yeah, it was. So for me personally, I was always giving everybody the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, there's no way that this man that she just met about days prior this far ahead of us already Mm -hmm. but there was so i if i remember correctly 
I was not on any group date with Dale, but the group dates that I heard that had Dale on it, those were the ones that were like, why are we here? Like Dale has already like started this. He's doing this. He's hanging out with her more than this. And I never saw that side. I only saw that side when I was able to like watch it back. Um, it, it did feel as if um, she leaned towards him a little bit, but I always thought I had a fair shot until until I want to say the roast date, the date when we had the bachelorette roast. If you guys remember, yeah, because yeah. I can see. I can see when every guy of the part of that group date made some kind of comment or gesture towards Dale, how she was taking it. It was like, okay, if, if every guy's on the same playing field, you probably wouldn't take it as hard knowing that I'm talking about another competitor and not your boyfriend already, you know? It was something that, it was so, so, something to say that that this guy had, a, had an advantage or it was already there a little bit mm-hmm. for the way that she responded to us. Um, and the date card said, don't take it personal. And yet it felt like she took a little personal that day. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, it is what it is. She knew what she wanted. So I, I got it. Yeah, it is. It'll be interesting to see what's we'll see happening. What happens. Yeah, because we thought they were done, but I, I guess I guess not. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we never know. We never know. Never know. <laughs> Bachelor Nation is very interesting these days. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot happening in Bachelor Nation. Yeah. So, who, yeah. Who are you the closest with from your season? Mm-hmm. Easily Ivan, because me and him were roommates. Um, besides Ivan, I was very close with um, Easy, Riley, Jordan C. Um, Kenny was great, Spencer, Noah, Chasen. That's probably at the top guys I was. I mean, I was close to all the guys, to be honest with you. Um, but I'd say, like, the ones that came off the top of my head were all the guys I just named. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. It's a good group. Yeah, it was. I feel like we kept saying throughout Tasha's season, like, this is such a good group of guys. Like, they all just seem like they're such good friends, which sometimes that doesn't happen, Yeah, you know, every season. Yeah, I mean, especially looking at Matt's season about how, like, there's so much they call it mean girl activity going on. Yeah. I no yeah. But I can I can get from their perspective on why they would be more upset than most on certain topics, on certain moments, on certain actions that either Matt or something happens that's brought into the mix. You know, it's it's definitely understandable for me, but not saying it's excusable to to be mean. So yeah. I feel like us being, you know, guys and being more I guess, um, receptive to a lot of how, you know, how these, each, each and every guy is besides like, I guess like Noah and Bennett, cause that was a, a small thing. Yeah. And, you know, everything else kind of like worked, worked itself out. Mm, yeah, definitely. And speaking of Matt's season is, you know, what are your thoughts and is there like a front runner for you that you think he might end up with? Yeah. Now that it's the final four. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great question. I'm going to roll with, I would love to see and say that Bree is who he ends up with. Yeah. Then again, I have no clue. I don't know who is the front runner in this, in this mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not too sure about Serena. I had high hopes for her in like the last group date. It didn't yeah. seem like she was really into it as much as I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel, who knows as well. And then you have Michelle. Um, I thought him and him and Michelle had like a really great uh, connection as well. But I'm gonna always root for, for Brie on that one. I feel like they'd uh, they'd mesh well. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like we don't know. I feel like there's no real front runner with this season because there's been so much drama that has been focused on that we haven't really seen like the love connections forming as much this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually I feel like uh, like once you get to the last like eight or so girls, that's when there's a more connection and there's less drama, more focused on the individual connections with each and every uh, contestant. Uh, this is a little bit different because, you know, they, they like Heather came in the mix mm-hmm. and then um, like just last episode in general, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, this episode cleaned house in a hurry. It went from like, what, 10, 10 girls to, to four yeah. in one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Definitely. We said goodbye to a lot of people. (laughs) Um, So so throughout the season, we've seen Matt riding his Peloton bike. And we want to know from your expertise, how is his form? (laughs) We're like, is he, what is happening here? (laughs) His form form isn't bad. I know he's a a tall guy. So I would always tell him when in doubt, bring his seat up a little bit higher because I know you have long legs. Uh, but other than that, I'm sure I'm sure he's been riding Peloton for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I saw whose class he was taking, so I was like, "All right, you know what? I think I think uh, he's on on the right track." If I'm ever involved in Peloton, I would love him to take my class one day too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we were cracking up when we saw that. We're like, "Oh, interesting." Do you have a brand deal with like Peloton? Yeah, we're like, "Why is Peloton on here?" Yeah, right, like zoomed in on the on, on the Peloton yeah. label. I was like, "Oh, okay, like, I guess we can do Peloton." Yeah, exactly. That's funny. So on a little bit more of a serious note, we we felt like we kind of needed to address it and ask you, um, there's been a lot of buzz right now in the nat- uh, Bachelor Nation in regards to current contestant Rachel Kirkinell's actions um, and Chris Harrison's interview that came out with Rachel Lindsay. Um, we saw on social media that you joined your former cast members in releasing a statement regarding these events. And we kind of wanted to get your personal reactions to everything that has transpired um, as a person of color yourself in this franchise. Yeah, so the thing is when we made that statement and we first first and foremost, we're plotting always and making sure that we give all the, 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 the light in the moment to match season of contestants because they were the ones that started the the moment of the statement and Rachel Lindsay as well and everything trickles down from there. So us, we wanted to help support the idea and to raise the awareness that we're trying to bring more conversations to the table that we weren't able to have just what, a year ago, two, three years ago. And now that we're seeing on the quote unquote lens that was ascribed to us that exists now, it didn't exist, they say three years ago, I just want to be sure in that we always say, at least speaking for myself, that I'm never trying to attack anybody. I think that I would love to give everybody a redemption, a moment to have like a second chance at thinking about their actions, thinking about how they want to change and self-reflection because nobody deserves to be attacked. Everybody deserves a second chance if they are genuine about that second chance. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, when I heard um, Chris Harrison in the, uh, Rachel Lindsay's interview, I was I was kind of saddened about how Chris handled all that. I can get what he was trying to say and offer and put out there and just have us hear his side. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it though, he took a neutral stance in a in a in a topic and discussion 
that you really can't have a neutral stance on. You have to go in there knowing what is wrong is wrong. And I want you to denounce that, say it, or I want you to draw attention to it so that we know that you know it's also wrong. And we're not just going in there and saying like, oh, I just want to give somebody grace and time. It's like, do you also give these people grace and time? And so that's something that we just want to make sure that's very consistent on both sides. And now to Rachel Kay's, Rachel Cockernell's, I can't remember her last name. <laughs> yeah, a little confusing. <laughs> um, yes, yes, Rachel Kay. Um, I know the, the, the thing that was very big, at least for her, from my understanding, is the, um, is the antebellum party that she was a part of. And that was the Deep South, kind of Old South party that she was a part of. That is never a good look, unfortunately, um, to rent out the whole costumes and have the whole, it's just, it looked like an event from my side. And I'm like, if that's an event, I think Rachel said this first, Rachel Lindsay, by the way, if that's an event, what would I be doing at that party? If I'm at that party, what do I not represent? What is my role in this party? These things are things that we got to keep thinking about and make sure that we address these issues in the forefront and not, um, and not just leave them to be, you know, debated on later. I think things like that are very important issues that can help detour us from making these, you know, these decisions in the future and just kind of put more thought behind our actions. And once again, I would love to see one day Chris Harrison comes back because I'm not all for cancel culture because that's going to be something that is too easy to do. Like, all right, cancel, cancel, cancel. It's not about canceling them. That's not going to make us, you know, more educated. It's not going to make us more receptive towards future behaviors. We're not going to be able to adapt to things later on if we don't, you know, help them grow if we're not showing them the right way to, to, to think and act, you know, in a future reference. So I wouldn't want to cancel anybody, not trying to attack anybody. I just want people to learn and grow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And one of the points that Rachel Lindsay brought up in her interview with Chris was that Rachel Kay was not contractually obligated to stay quiet while still on the show. So can you speak to this as a former contestant under, I assume, like a similar contract and your thoughts? Yeah on her waiting so long to make a statement. Yeah, see, that's that's a little tricky. I'm not sure what was in Rachel K's contract. I know in mine, I, I think once, I gotta really dig deeper than that because I know in my contract, it had similar kind of wording where you can't defend how they depict you on the show. That's probably where it's at. The show did not depict her as a racist, by the way. The, the show the show just depicted her as you know another contestant for for all I know, but was coming out behind the scenes and on social media and when people were digging up, she could have defended that because that is now within her own social media platform, not anything dealing with the show. So that's where I think that Rachel K could have really thought or even asked another producer like, hey. I, my, my character is being defamed. This is what I'm interested in doing. I want to have a statement. I want to have a quick little video release of something. Can I do this? And here's why, because I don't want to be labeled as a bigot, racist, whatever you want to say. So I feel like she should have, I'm not sure if she did or not though, but Rachel K should have asked the producer at the very least, at the very least, because what was missing was the time aspect. If she would say anything a lot sooner, this may have not been as bad as it wound up being. 
Chris Harrison may have not ever had to get involved and these things may not have happened as they are today. Yeah, no, definitely. It's very good insight for sure. And we'll see how it plays out. And, you know, I think, um, you know, we wanted to ask you where you see the future of this franchise, you know, headed. I think it's heading in the the right direction. I just hope and pray that people don't take um, current events to heart to what I mean by like, canceling the franchise and stop watching say for example matt james season because whether we like it or not whatever's going on matt james is still an historic season by itself he's still the first black bachelor the moment that you stop watching that and ratings plummet and these things plummet this adds fuels to the fire for everybody's argument saying oh yeah see we can't have a a, a bipoc lead only because no one's going to watch it and if we let this situation fuel that and we stop watching it, then this is going to be their evidence saying, oh, yeah, we can't watch that because no one's going to watch it. That's the wrong thing we have to do. We have to, you know, take this in stride. We have to uplift all, all, um, all races, any BIPOC, whatever you have. Say, hey, show me something new. I want to watch it. Show me something like different talk about. I want to hear about it. And as long as we are all open minded and we all still continue to grow and look into the future and be forward thinkers, that's when we're able to see change in the Bachelor franchise. The moment that we say, you know what, we wanna boycott the, the franchise this season, whatever else, then we're gonna be taking three or four steps back and not taking steps forward. And then we're all gonna see the same type of bleeds happen time and time after again. And we're gonna have the same discussion a couple, three or four or five years from now, saying, wow, there's no more BIPOC leads, you know? And that's all I say, just continue to, to uplift Matt James and whoever the future bachelorette is and the Tayshas of the world and the Rachel Lindsay's of the world, because these people are helping the franchise grow in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Definitely. Those conversations need to continue to happen. We can't just mm-hmm. shut it down. Yeah, for, yeah sure. for sure. For sure. Yeah. So we asked some of our list listeners to write in burning questions they had for you. So the first question is, who would you want to see as the new host if Chris Harrison were to be fired or step away from the franchise? Oh, yeah, that's that's tough. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I can't think about any just yet. But uh, all I want is the lead to be compassionate, to be educated, to have experiences on more than just one side that, you know, that we can all relate to, um, something like that. So I'm gonna throw out a few names, but I feel like these names, people people already said. So like you have your Rachel Lindsay's, your Wells, JoJo, she was part of the um, yeah. host back, uh, you know, for, for my season. So that was nice to kind of have her there. Mm-hmm. She had experience doing that. Um, you can go back to any of the, maybe the past bachelor bachelorettes, the ones that it worked for because I'm assuming like the viewers at home would want the host to be somebody that, that this journey also worked for. It can't be anybody like out of left field. Yeah. Um, and I heard somebody talking about like a, like a Ryan Seacrest. I was like, that's, that's, different. <laughs> that's different. Oh, man. Like, what about like a, like a, like a Will Smith or Denzel Washington? Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I would be mad at that. Yeah, I would be mad at little Will Smith there. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Yeah, I mean, who really knows? But I'm just throwing out some names up. But I would love for them to have like maybe a tandem host. Like some people said, like a Wells and Rachel Lindsay situation, something okay. like that. Uh, so hey, we'll see. 
Yeah, yeah definitely. We'll, we'll wait and see what happens for sure. But, um, you know, I, thank you for, you know, sharing your thoughts on that. And I think it's important. We definitely address it on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on a little bit more of a lighter note, one of our listeners wrote in and said, if you were asked to go on Bachelor in Paradise, would you go? I am open to it. I'm not ever closed off to the idea of that. Um, kind of going back to what we discussed with like BIPOC leads, I will, I would love to say yes to an opportunity that gives the next, you know, bachelor season generation the idea of saying, oh, if Demar did it, I can do that. If, if Demar did this, I could probably do that too. So I would love to just be like that small, you know, you know, foot in the door that can that can help the next people get to where I am and way past that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Awesome. All right. So before we let you go, we're going to play a little game of most likely to, and the people that you pick from are going to be the guys from your season of The Bachelorette. So the first one (laughs) is who would be most likely to kiss with their eyes open? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, kiss with their eyes open. I'm going to say Bennett. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good one okay yeah. uh most likely to go on paradise paradise just to gain more clout chasing <laughs> that's my guy though but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we see his tiktoks we know what yeah, he's about we know who we got him. <laughs> funny guy funny guy. yeah yeah all right most likely to hit up claire now that she's Single. Single. <laughs> we- uh, that's that's actually tough because it's between two guys, in my opinion. I'm only going to say this name, and this is my rationale behind it. Blake Moines. I'm gonna say Blake Moines because apparently he hit her up during the quarantine times before we were on the show. Right. So I'm saying what's there to do right now, then probably hit her up again. If you did it once. I'll do it again. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't think about that one. Yeah. Okay. Most likely to either faint or get injured in one of your spinning classes. Oh wow! (laughs) Faint or get injured? Work them so hard they couldn't take it. Yeah, working so hard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna say probably easy. That man right. has me laughing, Dolphin. He's like, ah, I can't, I can't. He, he, he's very, he's very over the top sometimes. But I think that's gonna get him in trouble in spin class. That's All right, funny. good to I know. Like All right, yeah. most likely to be the center of attention. Center of attention. Um, most likely to be center of attention. Let's go with. I'm gonna say Noah. I'm gonna say Noah. All right. No, okay. no, no, but like the way that Noah would do it wouldn't be like he's putting himself in there. Mm-hmm. He's gonna make it seem like somebody else put him into that role. All right, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, okay, most likely to slide into a contestant's DMs from that season. Mm. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like once I think about it, a lot, a lot of guys would be like, you know what? Why not? I'll pass it myself. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. Definitely. There's yeah. some gems yeah. on there. Yeah. Any girl you would have your eye on for Paradise? <laughs> um, not yet. Not All yet. Right. I, I feel like we, we won't know that until the the time, you know, lends itself. So for now, no. 
Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for playing. That is our first time doing a little game at the end. We wanted to add a little something. Spice it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So before you go, tell our listeners where to find you and follow you on all of your platforms. Mm-hmm. Got you. Well, you can always follow me on Instagram. It's at DJ from SoCal. So at DJ, my initials from SoCal. Same thing on Twitter, at DJ from SoCal. And also, I just found out about Clubhouse. So Dr. Joe Leo, yeah. get Clubhouse. I got Clubhouse now. It's just my name, at Damar Jackson. Uh, besides that, if you guys want to Venmo me, also at Damar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, uh, Venmo him. <laughs> all right, Venmo me for uh, for more music so I can teach more. more uh, yes, yeah. we'll build you a recording studio. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying to get Mocha Latte on the Yes. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. It was so nice to talk to you. All right, you guys as well. Take it easy. If you need anything else, thank you. Holla. All right. Perfect. Thank you. Wonderful. Bye. Thank you. Nice Bye. to see you. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Damar just as much we did interviewing him. We would love it if you guys would follow us on Spotify and subscribe on Apple. If you are a listener on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us five stars and leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you guys. And as always, follow us on our Instagram at the Bachelor Degree Podcast for all your latest Bachelor news and updates from us. Yeah, guys. And we will be with you weekly to recap Matt's season of The Bachelor and update you on all things Bachelor Nation. And as always, we will talk to you Bachelor bitches next week on The Bachelor Degree. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.